0: You're listening to the U.S. Glass Magazine's special daily podcast, Glass Industry Update, The Coronavirus. I'm your podcast moderator, Chris Bunn. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the business disruptions in our industry caused by the worldwide pandemic. Be sure to check in daily for a new podcast with the latest updates. And now I'll turn it over to Deb Levy, publisher of U.S. Glass, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest.
1: Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, we're thrilled to have you with us and hoping that everyone is staying safe and far away from the coronavirus. My guest today is Steve Brooks. Steve is the National Sales Director at SmartLift USA. Uh, SmartLift is a company that provides some of those amazing robotic manipulators that are, have become very popular in the glass industry, and we've got a lot to talk to Steve about today, including some things that have just a little bit to do with glass. But first, let me say welcome, welcome, Steve.
0: Thanks, Deb. Thanks for having me.
1: Sure, we're happy to have you here. Uh, let me ask you—you you know, my first burning question, which is: uh, I understand, if I remember correctly. You got married right at the beginning of this pandemic. Do I have that right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, February 28th. We went to Jamaica for our wedding. Um, it was kind of when everything was just starting. We were hearing about it in in China. It was kind of starting to spread to Europe. Uh, but I think realistically, all of us in the U.S. I mean, maybe maybe I'm naive, but uh, we didn't take it too seriously at first. You know, it's like, oh, it's happening mm-hmm. in China. It can't happen here. Uh, so yeah, we, we got extremely lucky. We were able to go to Jamaica, had the best week ever, uh, got back just in time on, on the flight back home. Um, uh, people were starting to use hand sanitizers more and everything, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, some people who have known me my entire life always said that if I got married, the world would end and I got married when <laughs> the pandemic
1: happened. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: so they were a little right. Huh? And yeah, I, know yeah. you, I, I know you, your wife works with you too, right? She does. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm glad you were able to pull that off. It was a destination wedding. So you had people coming from all over, I guess.
0: It was. Yeah, we had a we it was a destination wedding in Jamaica. We had about 50 people. Um, oh, wow. come for us. Yes, yeah, so it was. It was huge. Our resort was uh, was perfect. It, it's funny. I was I was looking last night and I was looking back over uh, using like Snapchat over the back past month and at all, and all, and all my memories. And it's so funny to see how things have changed over the past 30 days from what we would consider normal to yep. now where we are today is like, holy cow, it's, it's, it's wild.
1: Probably just seeing pictures of people near each other and hugging each other seems weird now, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. When, when I got back from, um,
0: from Jamaica, I left three days later to go to, um, to con expo out in Vegas. And that was, you know, the last trade show
1: right. during I heard the pan- end. Yeah, I'm going to mention Trap, but I heard they had to end that a day early even.
0: They they, they absolutely did, yeah. And that, that show, um, at that point, everything was really starting to become reality. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'm a big fan of Vegas. I like going there for a trade show like Build in September. I can't wait for that. But mm-hmm. um, that being said, being in Vegas during that Con Expo deal was extremely weird. Um, every day... Every day being in Vegas, it just the vibe was just a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. By the last day, we're trying to take the, the the monorail and they're shoving all the people on it. And, and I was oh liking, wow, I gotta get out of here. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I was, yeah. I was very happy. I took a I took a flight home at one o'clock in the morning, leaving Vegas, and got home at six. And I was wow. I was I was happy to get home for that.
1: It felt just a little too sci-fi out there, huh?
0: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad that you, you're probably were one of the last couples that was able to get through a wedding this year without disruption. Our, uh, our own Jordan Scott, it was scheduled to be married the end of May and she's had to postpone it. And, Uh, You know, we almost wanted to have a cheer up Jordan Day here for her because it's, it's, you know, really nerve wracking to have to do that. I'm glad you and your wife were able to pull it off. That's great. Let's talk a little bit now about SmartLift. I can't imagine that any of our readers and listeners are unfamiliar with the company, but just give us the overview of what you all do.
0: Yeah, so for the past four years, uh, we've been bringing in the SmartLift equipment to the U.S., the SmartLift equipment. Um, we have a mission at SmartLift. U.S. is the easiest way to describe what we do, and that is to eliminate the mindset of asking glazers to perform tasks with their bodies that no other trade would dare to think of. Mm. So uh, w- so what we do is we provide equipment for the glazers in the field, in the shop. Um, anytime that you're handling glass, uh, we think we have equipment for you.
1: That, that's great. And your um, the equipment is coming from where? Which com- country is yep. providing it?
0: So um, all the equipment is manufactured in Denmark. Um, okay. our, our supply chains with our manufacturer, we've been in touch with them through this whole deal. Um, one of the reasons for our success that has been so good here in the U S is because of, um, having such a strong manufacturer in Europe. They've, um, on, on, on the U S side, we have, uh, parts in stock for our customers. We have machines in stock. We, uh, even though we couldn't plan for this, um, uh, we were in a very good spot for this. We mm-hmm. always try to make sure that we do keep, um, adequate inventory of spare parts as well as machines. So um, our supply chains are good. We still, we had a a container show up just last week with some machines and um, things are still operating in Denmark as normal as possible,
1: you know? Right. Well, I think it's, it's not a secret in the glass industry that the Europeans are way ahead of us in some cases in technology and in many cases in equipment and uh, especially in vertical lifting equipment. So, uh, it seems like you would have a great market here in the U.S. for those those products. You know that the
0: the machines, the when we first started bringing the machines in, there was a little pushback on the mindset and um, just believability that the machines would actually work in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, we we've been able to work really hard the past couple of years and and prove the equipment um, time over time. So um, now I I really believe that moving forward, um, the way that we do business in general across the board from going to mcdonald's to installing glass the high rises mm-hmm. is going to be different um 30 60 two years five years 10 years down the line from now and i also think this is a time where technology is going to shine and um the new way of doing things is really going to start to push through because when things are going really good we don't have to we don't have to worry about if we're doing things the most efficient way but when things get tough we're going to have to make sure that we pick up every nickel on every job and make as much money as we can. I think that's where the technology is going to come into play.
1: Very true. Your your comments um, make me want to ask you two questions. Uh, the first of which is uh, I would sense that your equipment helps keep use less people in terms of having how many people you need to install particular pieces of glass. In some cases, it allows you to install glass that could not be otherwise installed and i would think after something like this the push to use less glazers as well on a particular job as well as keep them further apart might might propel even more business your way are you are you seeing it that way or you think i'm all naive
0: no well I, I to me that's like the best case scenario um mm-hmm. i always I'm, I'm a very very optimistic person so everything that i think about is going to be on the optimistic side mm-hmm. usually but um that being said There's a couple ways to look at our equipment right now when I'm talking to customers, glass contract glazers. Yes, it's about saving, you know, saving costs on labor, but it's, it's not only about saving costs on labor. It's about just doing the whole job differently. Um, Mm -hmm. Say, say uh, I'm going to say before smart lift, we might've had um, six guys on a, on a job installing a 500 pound piece of glass, right? Or 600 pound piece of glass. Mm -hmm. Those six guys are all standing there in one spot, picking up a piece of glass and putting it in the hole all day long and they have to work as a unit so now we're going to take that same six-man crew using smart lift and uh, we're going to be able to break them up now we have two guys putting the piece of glass in the hole we have one guy opening up crates we have another guy prepping frames Mm -hmm. we have another guy caulking so now the glazers can really go back to being glazers again um Mm -hmm. so that's that's the biggest thing also now with this corona deal um we're really gonna even more so than ever we want to, we want to limit the risk of injury to our, to our workers. You know, we don't want to have to send a worker to the hospital for a bad back or prolonged things. That's where, that's another spot. Our equipment is, I think is really going to be able to help out. The industry is just keeping our men safe and giving the glazers in the field, the opportunity to work for 20, 30 years, um, Mm -hmm. without, without
1: having the bad backs and bad shoulders. We see the stories
0: now. Absolutely.
1: Well, that's a, great, um, that's a great comment because I think sometimes glazers do get a little fearful that uh, equipment will replace them. And that's not what you're saying at all. You're saying it's allowing them more efficiency, but not necessarily eliminating them at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, yep. And I, I and I go back and I ask um I ask guys in the field this question all the time and it's the most basic question and it's uh when's the last time have we seen a group of iron workers carrying a large sheet of steel um along on a job site? The answer is always never. for right, The same never. basic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and the reason why is because it's dangerous. Um. The second we turn that to glass, now we think it's okay to put men on it um or women on it. And the reason why we do that is because there's never been equipment designed for the glazers. <laughs> Over the past couple of years, that's really started to change.
1: Right, you're right. There was no alternative, and now there is. Um, Steve, you you gave me another thought too, uh, because I think a lot of our listeners and readers have the perception that your type of equipment is just for the very big guys, you know. And you just mentioned McDonald's, and I thought, well, that you know, those are good jobs, but that's not a high rise. So, do you do you are you selling your equipment? into all different kinds of glazing companies or are they specifically large contract glazer who's who's your customer you know
0: um yes we do a lot with large glazing contractors um building high rises but that being said we also do just the amount of there's almost the same amount of work with uh i call the mom pop shops the two Mm -hmm. three four man shops the reason why is there's um, a couple of things. One, if they have our equipment, it allows them to compete with some of the bigger shops where they don't have to have all that um, labor on their payrolls. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is um, right now, you know, if if you have um, you're using our machines for a bunch of different um, bunch of different uses, whether it's um, a storefront project where installing large glass, a mall deal, or maybe now you have it at your shop. And you get a truck come in instead of having to have all the guys come back from the field, you can unload it safely at your shop. So our our smaller shops um, over the past couple of weeks during this deal, we've actually had a lot of interest from in some of our smaller shops. Um, you know, your three four man shops. Oh, the interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a lot of that is I think because the price point. Um, unless unless you call and 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 you really know what the equipment goes sells for, you may think that it's that it's too expensive. You can't mm-hmm. afford it. Um, we've done a lot of things over the past couple of weeks to try to make our equipment more affordable for the end users. Uh, we've got some leasing specials now where we have 90-day no payment for the first 90 days at a 3.99%, so a very low rate. And things that we're trying to do to be able to save uh, the contractor's cash but still get them the equipment and get get it working t- tomorrow on their jobs.
1: I see. and And excuse my ignorance in asking this question, but typically what would happen when someone purchases this equipment – do you ship it? Do you truck oh, yeah, it so, there? How? Yes. Yeah, so, so how do uh, they get just, it? So depending
0: on where it is, I mean, we we've got location five locations across the country. Um, all of our people are still working, which we're very proud of. We haven't laid nobody off. We don't plan on doing that. Uh, our our company, we like to say, we're a little family. So mm-hmm. we're um, right now we're doing everything we can just to keep our family as a as a one big unit. Um, but yes. Yeah, so to deliver the machines, whether it's a, a semi truck, one of our personal trucks. Our drivers just just kind of depends. We have a bunch of different ways to
1: deliver them. I see. So, okay. So it'll be a typical delivery then, and and you would work with the company depending on how they're set up to get through the virus too, some somewhere. You know. Yeah. Abs- um, yeah, and
0: it's you know it seems like uh, right now there's different sections of the country that kind of have different protocols. Sure. So That's something that we're really um, dealing with. You know, I have a I've got teams in Florida, I've got teams in California, New York, Chicago, South Carolina. Texas. So um, we've been having uh, weekly meetings and just trying to know what the culture difference is in each spot, where where the guys are working, what companies are working, and really trying to focus our time right now on just being present, um, making sure the contract glazers know that that we're still here for them, and um, and trying to find the ones that are working and make sure we can support them, and the ones that aren't working. Um, As a sales guy, one of the excuses I've always heard is I don't have time. So right Mm. now we're trying to use this deal as um, a way to educate our customers and to eliminate the excuse of we all have time right now. So let's get on the phones and use some different video conferencing stuff.
1: Right. That's true. It's so strange to me, too, because now is the time when you have the time to do all the things you don't have time to do. But sometimes you don't want to do them when you have time to do them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I think I think I think what right now what we're realizing is a lot of times uh,
0: people say I don't have time. It's just a convenient excuse. Yeah. Where now we have the time and we don't want to do it. So maybe uh, were we lazy or did we really did we really want to do it? I guess would be the self uh,
1: looking in the mirror question. Different excuse. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there'll be more innovative uh, products coming from you all because uh, I know. Uh, the European companies, especially those in Denmark, are extremely innovative. I'm sure they're constantly coming up with refinements and new things for your, for your equipment. Oh, yeah, there, there's
0: a lot of things in the works. I don't know, um, you know. The biggest thing right now is just kind of perfecting what we have is what we've focused on. I, I think our equipment um, covers 80% of, of the glasses being installed in the industry. Um, there's some really, really large stuff out there. That's mm-hmm. that's 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 gonna be on the niche niche yeah. side, but your day to day work, your everyday work, um, that's kind of where we try to sure. excel.
1: So, pretty much everything where you don't have to create some sort of a custom protocol for for installation, you would be involved with then, absolutely. Okay. Well, before I let you go, Steve, I have to ask you about Steve Brooks Motorsports what is that? What does it do, and how's it been affected by the virus? Oh, uh-huh. so. Um,
0: Steven Briggs Motorsports, I've been racing since I was nine years old. So it's really? something I've done wow. for, tw- uh, I think 22 years now, mm-hmm. um, this year. So what, what it is, it's, um, it's a non, it's, it's a, I guess you call it a, a very expensive hobby, but it's something <laughs> that, I, that I, that I love greatly. And I put a lot of passion into it, but it's, I race a dirt, a dirt modified, um, around Illinois, Indiana, uh, this year oh, wow. with, with the, with the virus deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's really bad for my hobby. I I think we will be lucky to to race maybe come June, July is what the mm-hmm. racetracks are telling us now. Um last weekend was supposed to be our opening weekend here in Illinois. Oh, that hurts, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was 80 degrees out. We never get weather this nice this early well, in the year and uh, yeah. yeah, so it it definitely uh it definitely's changing my uh my top, my my, my uh, I don't know what you call it, my hobby life. Right, right. Yeah. Well, hopefully
1: that'll come back to normal soon too. Yes, yeah, and, and I'm guessing that your wife is all good with this very um, exciting hobby as well.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it scares her to death. Um, uh-huh. It's just uh, if if you know me, it's part of my life that you have to kind of almost put up with it. But sure. she 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 loves it. We it's a family affair when we go. It's usually like we race Saturday nights. Only about like an hour. Most of the time we only race about an hour and a half away from our house. So it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. We also there's I mean there's a lot of people in the stands, so we get a lot of good promotion stuff. Yeah. So like this year, I think I may actually do some, if we do get to race, I think I have a pretty fun promotion with um, the armor guard guys and try to show off some of their product on my race car to show how, uh, oh,
1: great. It, yeah. So there's some neat things we could do with it. Um, you know, as well. Well, when you're back, U.S. ask glass, I'll have to do a little story on that. That would be pretty neat to have. So,
0: Absolutely.
1: um, let me, let me ask you too. Is there anything else that you wanted to to tell our listeners at all?
0: No, I think I, th- I think we covered about everything. I appreciate what you guys are all doing um, for everybody in the glass industry, getting the information out every day. Um, thank you guys very much for letting me be on your podcast.
1: Oh, sure. And thanks for joining us. We so appreciate having you. And uh, congratulations again on your wedding, on your advancing company, and back to the hobby soon.
0: Hopefully we get to see everybody back in the field, in the offices, face-to-face, here before we know it. Thanks, Steve. Yep, Take care. Thanks, Deb.
1: And now here's our update for Friday, April 10th. The DeMichael Group reports that it is fully operational and supporting its Rhino equipment, Glazer Studio and Partner Path programs. Customer service staff is available Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. until 4 p.m. and the Rhino equipment manufacturing line is on schedule. Spare parts and consumables are ready to ship as well. And Wayne, Halima of Rice Engineering, Inc. says his company is open for business and operating at full capacity. All employees, which includes engineers, drafters, and administrative personnel, have email and phone access. It was a short update for today. I just want to take a moment and wish our listeners a very happy Easter. And for those listeners that are continuing to celebrate Passover, happy Passover. Have a great weekend.